Welcome to the Michelle Mission, Two Men, One Podcast, every black film ever made. My name is Vincent Williams, and I'm joined as always by my partner. Hey, what's up? Holla at your boy. This is Len, a.k.a. the Bat Triple. And on this stop, arguably a new black classic film. Yeah. Depending on who you talk to and how old they are. 1997's Good Burger starring the comedy duo of Keenan and Kel that would of course be Keenan Thompson and Kel Mitchell mm-hmm. as well as an appearance by Char Jackson and Abe Vigoda <laughs> but before we get to Good Burger what's going on Lynn how are you well I'm doing very fine and I hope that each and every one of you are doing very well out there in the chat as we are streaming live to YouTube, Twitch, LinkedIn as well as Facebook and I see that Aaron Fry, George Kimona among others are chiming in hello to each and every one of you. Good evening one and all. Um we're going to get deep into the show. We're going to we're going to off and running. <laughs> There's so much to unpack about Good Burger. About Good Burger. Yes. About Good Burger. Yes. We don't want to hold the lettuce, but so long. Right, right. right. But first, um, there is just one little bit of news that I thought was worth mentioning. Mm -hmm. And that is the late Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. Was awarded a posthumous Emmy Award for his vocal um, performance in the What If TV series or Disney Plus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Series. It was nice. That was a nice little treat for for those of us who miss Chadwick, which yeah. I think is like all of us. Now, did you watch What If? I did. And did you watch his episode? I did. I'm trying to remember if he was in actually one or two. He I was think- actually in at least two. Is it because he's in the one where he basically is Star Lord, right? Um. No, I don't think he is in two because in the kind of like, you know, quote unquote Avengers episode where all of the heroes of the what if episodes come together, it is actually Killmonger that comes in there. I think he's in more than one is because I remember it was a surprise to see him when he comes back. Maybe, maybe, maybe he is, but he definitely isn't the star of another. No, no, but it was, you know, like you hear his yeah. voice. Because remember, it was a big deal about the what if episode. And then it was like, okay, and then you're going to hear a snippet of him. Okay. In this one, too. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and don't get me wrong, you know, Chadwick Bozeman, uh, he was just as good as any of the other voice actors. Sure. In that, in that show. You know, um, I'm glad that, they were able to award this to him. I say it like that because I honestly feel like this is one of those let's give it to him because we didn't give it to him for Black Panther situations. Absolutely. So, um, or for um, what was the Netflix movie, Mama? Oh, Ma Ma Rainey's Black Box. Yeah, Ma Rainey's Black Box. So I I think that's really along the lines of what this was, and I don't have any problem with it. Yeah, yeah. And it is a neat little performance. Like, like it is, it is when we think you think about like Black Panther was already an iconic performance. And then mm-hmm. unfortunately, because he's died, yeah, it's it's taken on even more weight. But you have these two weird 
little side curios where, where you have him playing the character in what if, mm-hmm. and then I also include his appearance on black jeopardy when Chadwick Boseman, Oh yeah, that's right. You know, yeah. Because he very much was T'Challa. He was. And, he was. and talking about going deep on things that it doesn't seem like you would go that deep into. I read a couple of makings, a, a couple of interviews about that episode, those of you who didn't see it, uh, Black Jeopardy is was a recurring skit on Saturday Night Live, appropriately enough, with Kenan Thompson. And it is black stuff. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Chadwick Boseman hosted an episode of Saturday Night Live and played T'Challa on Black Jeopardy. And, of course, hijinks ensue. But apparently there was a fair amount of thought that went into him reprising the character of T'Challa on Black Jeopardy, and and he wanted to make sure that the integrity of the character was intact because when he was, you know, he understood just how important the character was. And as funny as his appearance is, it actually very much aligns with T'Challa. Yeah. So, you know, between, you know, Nah, Karen, you know, you know, I don't have potato salad, but somehow I know she's going to put raisins in it <laughs> and the appearance on what if they're, you know, these nice little side things. So, yeah. Yeah. Super happy about that. Very happy. Very happy. Yeah. And um, uh, fair wishes to the uh, the Chadwick Bozeman family. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, to the Black Panther family. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. You know what? Like it's it's so tough watching all of them talk about it, and in the Wakanda Forever trailer is like is is it's all just very weighty right now. I didn't expect to go here. I actually was listening to a podcast mm-hmm. um, last week called The Town, okay, uh, with Matt Matthew Bellamy, uh, Bellamy, excuse me, uh, and it basically is a, like a Hollywood news okay podcast. Um, and I forget what, exactly what the episode was talking about. It wasn't talking about Black Panthers specifically. Um, it actually, no, what it was talking about, what it was talking about was, um, you know, which stars under 30 they think had like a movie star in them. Okay. Right? And of all the stars that they were mentioning, they were going through quite a few. And they touched on Letitia Wright. Okay. Who is going to be, of course, in Black Panther 2. Sure, sure, sure. Please, sure. And he let out a little bit of a nugget that they tried to kind of like skate over. Right. But I think it was him having inside information and then trying to kind of like retcon that he let it out. Sure, sure. Let it out the box. Sure. And only because they try to cover it over, I'm going to repeat it. Okay. Because in talking about whether or not they could see Letitia Wright being a movie star, you know, because she is under 30. I think she may be like in her late 20s. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Very young. Um, He pointed out that, you know, well, she's going to be coming off of Black Panther 2. And now she's going to be the Black Panther. Oh, and then, like, the other guy he's talking to says, well, we don't really know if she's going to be sure. the Black Panther. And he's like, yeah, that's true. And 
I am repeating the pause that he had right. when he right. said that. I mean, that's what the smart money is on. Yeah. That's what the smart money has always the, the, been on. The smart money is on it, but he is a guy that if anyone had insider knowledge, would be him. he would be the one. Yeah. I mean, again, that's what the smart money is on. And and those of us who actually, here's, here's something crazy, read the comic books, know that this is comic accurate. Right. So, right. We shall see. Fairly soon, too. I know. Fairly soon. It's so crazy. I know. It's September. I know. Top five. Who's your top five? My top five is... My top five is... Top five, ladies and gentlemen. My top five list is my top five list. This is not Vincent's top five. This is not your top five. It's my top five. Okay. So it is not the definitive top five. Tonight's top five, Vincent, you know, we're reviewing Keenan and Kel. Yes. In Good Burger. Good Burger. So it made sense to do, for me, to do the top five black comedy duos. Oh, interesting. Okay. All right. All right. Now, now I think that I have created a definitive list. Okay. If for no other reason, there's not that many black comedy duos. Well, I'm I'm curious to see how you're going to define comedy duo. Okay. All right. So, so we're going to start with number 5. Number 5, top 5 black comedy duos. Yes. And number 5 I think is, you know, universally seen as a duo okay and at one time universally loved okay and that would of course be bill cosby and sydney portier absolutely the star of a trio of films yes in the 70s uptown saturday night let's do it again and a piece of the action absolutely in order yes with Diminishing results. Absolutely. I think it's fair to say. Yeah. As the three films go on. And I also think that the results continue to diminish even further as their partnership continued into other movies starring Bill Cosby, directed by Sidney Poitier. Absolutely. Also fair. Right. But nonetheless, um, despite what, you know, you may, it, the the troubled story that it is Bill Cosby. Mm-hmm. There is no um, you can't deny that one Uptown Saturday Night is a classic. My Desert Island movie. It's it's definitely close to being one of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's do it again. Is a pretty solid film as well. Yeah, you know, and the camaraderie, the chemistry between the two was unmistakable absolutely absolutely all right so that's number five that's that's a good duo that's a good i'm, I'm waiting to hear what four you think are better than the are, are these in ascending order? these are in ascending order i can't wait to hear who you think is better than portier and cosby all right well then let's go to number four number four which would be key and peel oh interesting now i'm basing this only on movies so Key and Peele maybe have a, a slight disadvantage because they've only really done one movie together. Yeah. Which was Keanu. Yeah. However, 
in Keanu, as uneven a movie as it is, it is it's a very uneven movie. Again, the chemistry that these two have with one another is on display in that film. Um, I think that it's a film that still plays very much to their strength. I think that the biggest problem with Keanu is that it comes at the end of their show. Mm -hmm. And I think that as good as they both still are, they basically are, they're, they're coasting a little bit. They're a little bit on vapors with one another. They're very much going in different directions. Yes. Directions that, frankly, they've both landed. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Very yeah. well. Very well. And I, and I think the two of them have an, ex, you know, almost an extended cameo in the last Toy Story. Oh, that's true. Remember that? that is true. That's yeah. right. That's right. They do. But you're right. Not not a lot of film work. Not a lot of film work. Yeah. Uh, but but I still rank them over Sidney Poitier and Cosby, and I think the reason I do is because as uneven a like their one film is uneven. Right. Now, why are you just using films for this? Well, I'm doing primarily films because we are a movie podcast. Okay. So that's why I'm doing films. Yes. Yeah. Because, I mean, look, if I just did, if we didn't leave it to films, they'd probably be number one. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Or, or close to it. But I still put them over Cosby because I think that if you took those four films, Let's Do It Again, Uptown Saturday Night, Piece of the Action, and Keanu. Mm-hmm. Me, myself. Mm-hmm. Maybe not anyone else agrees with me but me myself i think keanu maybe edges out let's do it again just by a hair not by much but just by a hair definitely piece of the action and then i think the complication of the whole bill cosby story i that that catapults them over okay all right. Over them. I would, but if anyone else wanted to put them historically, put Cosby and Poitier over Key, Key and Peele, I couldn't argue with them. Okay. But that, so that is definitely a subjective. Right, right. And again, once you pull their television work in. If you pull that in, then it's, yeah. a, it's a no brainer. Okay. All right. Okay. Number three. Number three Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Kevin Hart. Mm. Now, this gets a little iffy only because there's an argument to be made that as much as there is African-American in Dwayne Johnson's um, uh, family, Mm -hmm. there's an argument to be made of which side does he identify more with Mm. his black side or his, what is it? Oh, Polynesian or Samoan, Samoan, Samoan Mm -hmm. Samoan side. So there's an argument to be made, which, which he, which one he sides with. I'm not going to make that distinction. Sure. Because the fact of the matter is he does have black in, in his heritage. Johnson, and, and, he, and as far as I have Rocky known, Johnson. Yeah. as far as I know, he's never denied it. He doesn't yeah, hide it in, in any way. I don't think that's... My argument would be, I don't think they're funny. Well, okay. You can maybe think that they're not that funny. Not that funny. I think... No, no, not that funny. I don't think they're funny. Okay, do you... Together. Not, uh, all right, so you're saying you don't think they're funny together? What is the film that they've made that is funny? 
Well, I thought, um, what was that one? Uh, it's a critical condition. Ooh, yeah. I thought that wasn't bad. And, and I think that I actually think they're good in the, um, what is it? What are those? Uh, the, 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 the jungle. What's it? No, Jumanji, Jumanji, Jumanji movies. Mm. I thought they were funny in them. All right. But I mean, you're not say, alone. You're say not what alone. you will. Somebody likes these. A lot could of these, people like, could these guys have done five movies they together. work together a lot and i understand the physicality yes of them together i just they've never ever done anything for me at all well don't get me wrong i do like on the whole i can probably count on one hand any kevin hart movie that i really really like because right. once kevin hart starts playing kevin hart he kind of like all right i'm i've seen this right but I gotta, I you know, I I gotta get the people what they want, and they they're in five movies. And people see, still very flock successful to them. duo, and they very seem successful. like they like each other. They seem like they like each other. Yeah, they the movies that I have watched with them, they do bounce off one another yeah. well enough. You you may not think they're funny. I think Kevin Hart makes The Rock funny, mm. uh, so it, it works it, as funny as he's going to be. Um, so it works for me. All right. So that's why I've got them at number three. Number three. All right. Number two. Number two. Will Smith and Martin Lawrence. Okay. Okay. Undeniably, I mean, what whatever you think of, whatever hits <laughs> Kevin Hart that's and the Rocks have, you cannot deny Bad Boys, Bad Boys 2, and Bad Boys 3, almost 20 years later. I know. Bad it's Boys Forever. still a huge hit. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, and both of them, even at that point, probably far away from the apex of their career, yet they return together and make it work. Yeah. And you want to talk about chemistry bouncing off mm-hmm. one another. You want to talk about someone who's able to soften the rougher edges of Martin Lawrence right, because I, right. Martin Lawrence, a little bit of Martin Lawrence goes a long way. Um, Martin Lawrence actually maybe kind of like knocking, you know, a little bit off of the shoulders of Will Smith a little bit right it, it, uh, there. And those two actually finding a way to fit on the screen, especially in Bad Boys 2, where it can be argued that Will Smith is so far on the yeah. rise that he easily could have just, you know, totally uh, uh, like dwarfed, eclipsed Martin yeah. Lawrence. Yet they still very much are equals in, in that film. And they return still as equals in Bad Boys 3. Yeah, I love them together. Yeah, yeah, I, I completely agree with this. So yeah, so there you go. I wish they would have worked together more in that period between in between the two. Yeah, like like I wish they would have done other projects besides the bat. Like I wish they would have done like uh, the Rock and and Kevin Hart are doing. Yeah, but but I think that I I do think that if you put them in something else you run the risk of it just being bad boys at the airport. No, no, or, no. And, and, because they're going to be right. playing pretty much the same but like I chemistry. I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Well, how do you feel about Money Train? 
Money Train, uh, Wesley Snipes, and Woody other Harrelson. Wesley Snipes, Woody Harrelson film. It's been a while since I've seen it. Right. I remember it being a little uneven, but it was the same thing. Yeah, like they had such wonderful chemistry mm-hmm. in in White Men Can't Jump, mm-hmm. and then they just said, "Well, let's just put them in run it back, else. run it back." Yeah, right. And I don't, I don't like that. Yeah, I like, like I like that. Like like I don't like Kevin Hart and and Dwayne Johnson, but I like how they're just building things off of the chemistry yeah okay i hear you but like the difference is okay money train works because yeah let's just run it back but it also works because it's not white man can't jump too right the difference with will smith and martin lawrence is there is bad boys too so then if you put them in something else now you've already you you definitely have set the template got you you know what i mean so that's why I I don't think it necessarily would have worked. All right. You know what I mean? Like like and this is going like uh in in the white in the white realm, but Ben Stiller and Owen Wilson, mm-hmm. they are they are in Zoolander, mm-hmm. but they're opposites in in Zoolander. Mm-hmm. Yet the next time they're together, now they're a team in Starsky and Hutch. Right. You know what I mean? So you're seeing, the, so there, there is their chemistry, but at least it's in a different setting and different characters. Right. A different kind of relationship with one another, you know? So I don't know if you, if they could, it would have been interesting if they maybe tried to do something like that with Will Smith and Martin Lawrence, because I think Will Smith is good enough of an actor who might've been able to pull that off. Right. But I don't know. Right. Right. I, I don't, and I don't think that would have been the inclination. Right. So anyway. All right. Now, before I get to my number one, okay. I, I'm going to go to an honorable mention that I don't have a graphic for, but people are probably, and I see that there are like tons of, you know, um, comments in the chat that i'm not looking at yet okay but i i would imagine that more than a a few of them are mentioning this one duo okay and the duo would be eddie murphy and arsenio hall yes and the reason why i'm not putting them here is because while they have done films together i don't feel that in any of those films are they on equal footing I agree. The most equal they are is in probably coming to America. Right, right. And even then, they're still not on equal. Right, right. Footing. It's just, you know, not to jump the gun on that, but Eddie Murphy is really just doing this for everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Daddy, tell us that joke one more time. All right. All right. I'll tell the joke one more time. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So that's the reason why I didn't put them on this list. Okay. All right. Now, but my number one. Number one. Again, a duo, classic duo. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. One moment. All right. Sorry. 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 I'll edit that out. Edit that out. (laughs) All right. Fix it in post. My number one duo. Number one duo. Classic duo. Classic duo. Only one film together. Interesting. However, their chemistry, their camaraderie, their team is so stellar, Mm -hmm. so 
classic mm-hmm. that almost every black comedy duo ever since it's trying to remake this parent emulating them and that would be ice cube and chris tucker ice cube and chris tucker from friday yeah that's a good one every single the rock and kevin hart will smith and martin lawrence who probably maybe come closest to pulling it off. Yeah. But even then ice cube and Mike Epps, Mike. Well, look, ice cube spends the rest of the ice, the Friday series, you know, with Mike Epps, God bless him. But everybody's tuning into those movies. Yeah. Waiting for Chris Tucker to walk yeah. through the building. Yeah. You know, he's, he's off Kung Fu fighting with Jackie Chan. Yeah. And quiet is kept. They're, they're trying to recreate. They're looking for yeah. Ice Cube to show up over yeah. there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's a, a look. That's a perfect one. And, and look, and of all of these, there is not one duo that I do not return to more than Ice Cube and Chris Tucker in the first Friday movie. And not one duo. And even still, I, I, I just cherish... Every, that whole hour and a half that I'm spending with them. Yeah. It's so funny. So classic. So yeah. such a beautiful pairing. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good list. And that's why that's my number one number black one. comedy All right. duo. All right. There you go. Ice Cube and Chris Tucker. Ice Cube and Chris Tucker. Uh, Maximus Prime hit, uh, hit us up on YouTube. Did anybody hear about Denzel and Will were supposed to make an Uptown Saturday Night remake. They've been saying that for almost 15 years at this point. Yeah. 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 I, I, I don't. Well, first of all, they're they're both too old now. Yeah. Um, way too old. Yeah. And Quiet is Kept. I don't I don't know if I would want to see either of them. Yeah. In Uptown Saturday Night. I don't think they they pull it off. Yeah. I don't yeah. think they, I don't I don't think. But I had I have heard that for years. Them talking about it, but. You know, I don't think it will ever happen. No. It's sort of like uh, Eddie Murphy has said for 20 years that he wanted to make a movie with all the black comedians. Mm-hmm. Like like he, like he one of his dream projects was to make a black Ocean's Eleven. But I just think schedules and egos, maybe not in that order, keeps stuff like this from happening. Okay. So I'm going to the chat real quick. Okay. Just to be fair. To all of our listeners, um, Maximus Prime is throwing in Sean and Marlon Wayans. That's a solid one. Well, yes, because they've done movies. Yeah, that's a solid. Well, one. you want to talk about not funny? Yeah, I don't find the two of them together particularly funny. Yeah, yeah, because I don't. The, the quiet is kept. I don't think Sean uh, Sean Wayans is talented. Oh, at all. I think he's good with more. I think they have. Well, I mean, they're brothers. Think, OK, yeah. So he, so he plays. I think they with, have good. I think he's a good straight man for more. Uh, I don't know if I'm saying he's not talented, just nicer. Yes, that's yeah. exactly what you're saying, yeah. because Mar- Marlon is talented. Oh, Marlon is. Mar- he's Marlon's probably the most talented. Wayne. He, he may be. Yeah, he may be may, like or definitely challenging Damon. But um, I think he has more range than Damon. Okay, but I'm just talking about overall talent because talent. Could Damon was a good stand-up, right? And I don't know how. Yeah, Damon is a Damon is a is a, I would dare say he's a great stand-up. No, I'm not going to go there. But he's I a good. Yeah, I think that, he's a good stand-up. And 
he's a solid movie actor. Yeah, like, he's a the, solid the, movie. Look, directed right, yeah, but I think Marlon. No, but Marlon. I think as Marlon far as acting chops, yeah. Marlon Marlon can can eat them all. Yeah, the irony is I think his stand up is the weakest card he has. Well, yeah, I don't, and I don't. I think that's more him just trying to right. You know, like I got it. Do some stand up because I'm a weigh-in. They want me, so <laughs> right. they they wrote a check. Yeah, but yeah, so so no, I I can't coincide for um Sean and Marlon Wayans. Don't be a menace is always funnier than I remember it is. Yeah, but is it funnier because of the two of them or because of everything that's happening around them? I'm gonna give Marlon his flowers. Well, no, Marlon. I'm sorry. I'm gonna give Sean his flowers. For that. Okay, all right. Yeah. If you say so. I'm, I'm, let's. Like I might be done with my, <laughs> but I do. I like Sean Williams and don't be a menace. Uh, Maximus Prime is also saying that his last pick would be Kid and Play. I mean, House Party is classic. Is there any? Is there anyone you take off this list for Kid and Play? Because because I'm I'm willing to hear the argument of taking somebody Look, off the list. It's highly subjective and obviously the objective metric of sales i can't fight it but i i i I would take every kid and play movie over every kevin hart the rock movie well that's not true well i mean look you're not going to take class action i will take class a class was the last time bizarre (laughs) like it's the weirdest damn movie I think class acting here's that 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 damning with faint praise word, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is more interesting mm-hmm. than any of the polished sort of Hollywood product that Kevin Hart in The Rock make. George Cremona is cor- correcting me. It wasn't critical condition. It was uh, central intelligence was the one that was I think actually is not bad with The Rock and Kevin right, Hart. right. The Rock is is the superhero and and <laughs> Kevin Hart gets caught up in the hijinks and. <laughs> Does Kevin Hart stuff and then the rock like picks him up and tucks him under. I, I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Look, look, again, I'm in the minority on this. <laughs> I, I, I gotta dig it. Yeah. I gotta dig it. I, I uh, I'm sorry. Um and uh MF uh MF Deuce, can we include Billy Crystal and Gregory Hines? <laughs> Billy Crystal is basically black. You know what? Well, we're not doing basically black. Well, okay, but here's the here's the question though. I've uh, I, I honestly don't know. It's a great movie, though, because we're talking about um, running scared. Yeah, yeah, which is which is actually a great movie. Yeah, I don't know what is Billy Crystal's. I think it's just, think it's just ethnicity. I think he's a, a New York Jewish guy. That's what I thought too. But yeah. I mean, but he definitely. I mean, he's he's a, a, a he's a he looks he's a he's colored. I think he's a New York Jewish guy. So but he's a Semitic stock. Okay, so he. I just said brown. I never knew what it hair tends to be curly, but yeah, I don't think Billy Crystal has ever said something about being anything other than what he is. No, right. I hear you. Very funny. Right, I am. Um, let's see. And Running Scared is actually on my list of of films to do. Well, 
Oh, yeah, we haven't done that yet. No, we haven't. No, we have not. Uh, Jay Marie is pointing out, yes, I know he's Jewish. I just didn't know if he identified as color. That's right. all. No, I, I, was just, <laughs> I don't know. I think this is the first time in the history of Billy Crystal. I mean, like, does he identify as a white guy or just, or is he just identified Jewish? No, and then, like, I think he very much is, you, you know, I, I think he's very proud of and he very much acknowledges that kind of borscht belt. No, Jewish. Right, where no. he where he's from. Right. Like I don't think Billy Crystal like Billy Crystal is not like one of the people in um the Adam Sandler song where Adam Sandler's uh Hanukkah song where you just found out they were Jewish because they're an Adam Sandler song. Like I think Billy Crystal has always that's always been part of his identity. I mean, Mr. Saturday night, that's the whole deal. Mm. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Anyway, um, I'm always up for talking about running scared, though. Me too. Yeah, do running scared. <laughs> Jay Marie says the man ain't colored. All right, he's not colored. <laughs> no, he's not. Okay. I, I, I don't know. Right. I don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> I mean, MF Two said he's basically black. I mean, he's ba- well, he is basically black and running scared. I don't know. Look, that's weird. Anyway, um, so that's my top five. All right. <laughs> that's the key. Six Degrees of Durville Martin, ladies and gentlemen, where Vincent will attempt to get to an actor of my selection in six movies or less from 70s superstar Durville Martin. A comedy duo in and of himself. (laughs) Yes, definitely as much that (laughs) is. Okay, Vincent, do you want dead or alive? Dead or alive? Interesting. From the world of sketch comedy ah. into movies. The world of, so it's a theme. Well, yes. Someone who has moved from the world of sketch comedy I into movies. I will go movies. with dead. Dead. And then I'll end on a lot. Okay. All right. So in six movies or less, Vincent. Six movies or less. Get from Derville Martin. Derville Martin. To the late. To the late. Phil Hartman. Oh, Phil Hartman. Mm-hmm. But you didn't think I was going there. Interesting. So now I have to think about what movie Phil Hartman was in before his untimely passing. He was in quite a few. Actually. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. made a made a, quite a mark in films, even though he, of course, is you know historically known for his run on Saturday Night Live, sure, sure. And, news then, radio. and then on news yeah. radio, the sitcom. Yeah, the problem, my problem with Phil Hartman is that it bleeds into my Will Ferrell early Saturday Night Live stuff. So what was Phil Hartman in that I can pinpoint? Was he, he wasn't on Saturday Night Live with Will. No, 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 no. I'm thinking about comedians who then moved into, okay. Okay. into and, and, you know, a lot of the Phil Hartman stuff would be obviously in the late 80s, early 90s. Mm-hmm. What was Phil Hartman in that I really liked? George Cremona said, Phil Hartman, this just got dark. <laughs> <laughs> Who was I talking to about? I was just talking about Phil Hartman a couple of weeks. Oh, right, and I realized that I still haven't read Live from New York. Phil Hartman, see, the problem is I'm having a brain fart. Do you have Live from New York? 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sitting on my shelf. I just haven't oh, read it. I'm about to say because you could buy it. Yeah, yeah, I just haven't read it. All right. Phil Hartman is in that I want to talk about. Hmm. He's in one of your favorite movies that you love to talk about. What? I'm not going to tell you. I'm having a brain fart. I, I really can't get Will Ferrell out of my head. Wait. Phil Hartman is in Jumpin' Jack Flash, isn't he? Uh, I believe, yes. Okay, well, there you go. I'll use that because I really can't remember. Which is not the movie I was thinking of. No, 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 no. I know it's not. I was just like, I really am having a brain fart. Oh, wow. With, with, okay. But, um, all right, Derville Martin. <sighs> Derville Martin is in Durville Martin is in I just said he was stay tuned after this game ladies and gentlemen because we have an important announcement for you about next week's show Okay. All right. Derville Martin. Okay. Derville Martin is in Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. No. Derville Martin is in Foxy Brown. No, Sheba is, is in Sheba, Sheba Baby. Baby. Sheba Baby. With Pam Greer. Pam Greer. Pam Greer is in Grease Lightning with Richard Pryor. Mm-hmm. Richard Pryor is in Which Way Is Up with Margaret Avery. Okay. Okay. Margaret Avery is, of course, in The Color Purple with Whoopi Goldberg, who is in Jumpin' Jack Flash with Phil Hartman. Very good. But that's a real dirty way to get to him. What, what is the Phil Hartman movie that I'm, I know you're going to say that I know I, I forgot? CB4. Oh, I forgot he's in CB4. Yeah. Yeah. What else? What was what was his big movie? Well, he was always like bit part. Yeah, he was always the, the thing the was side. He, he was always like like kind of like the bit part. So he's never really like the yeah the lead. But he's in, and I'm going to go in chronological order. He is of course uh, in Pee Wee's Big Adventure, and I'm just going big movies. Right, right. I completely forgot. Jumping Jack Flash, of yeah. course. Um, He's not super big in it, but he's in Three Amigos. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm actually not feeling bad about this. He's in Quick Change, which is the underrated movie. Yeah, that's the Bill Murray mm-hmm. movie. Then he shows up in Coneheads. We're talking about oh, Saturday Night Live man. movies, that and he's actually good. In- I actually remembered Coneheads, but Coneheads was kind of a dead end for me. Yeah, because I didn't know who else was in there. Then he's in House Guest. Um, Jingle All the Way. Remember this the um Arnold Schwarzenegger movie? Yeah, I don't remember. He's him. the he's the he's the neighbor. I don't remember him in these movies. I don't feel as bad as I felt ten minutes ago. And then he's in uh he's in Small Soldiers, which was actually released after his passing. Right, he passed in uh, ninety eight, I believe. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, Phil Hartman is surprisingly difficult. Yeah. Yeah, if we hadn't watched Jumping Jack Flash, I don't think I would have remembered he was in that. Mm-hmm. 
He's in Fletch Lives, which it's not good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he definitely made more of his bones in TV, but he even made a mark. I mean, he was, and the thing is, he actually was on his way. Right. Because Jingle All the Way, he definitely, like, stands out in that film. Right. And he was on his way to, like, kind of, like, the talk was he was going to transition out of news radio. Well, and, 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 you know, we'll talk about this a little bit with Good Burger. I think I always like the Saturday Night Live players who are the utility men. Mm-hmm. Like, I love the 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 the, the actors that kind of hold it together. The glue. The glue. And Phil Hartman... In my mind, that's what made him so great on Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. Like a lot, like just even you look at his film career. A lot of times he wasn't out front, but he really was the engine mm-hmm. that kind of kept all the pieces moving. So, all right, all right, you ready for a live? Yeah, because Dead was hard. That was hard. This right. one may be a little harder, but I something tells me you're going to knock it out the box. You believe in me? I believe in you. All right. Who's alive? <laughs> Get from Derville Martin. Derville Martin. Two. Two. Leslie Jones. Oh, Leslie Jones. Yeah, you can get to her a couple of ways. I only need one. Only need one. Okay. Um. I mean, you know, let's keep it black. Derville Martin is in... Um. I'll start the same way. Derville Martin is in Foxy Brown mm-hmm. with Pam Greer, who's in Grease Lightning with Richard Pryor, yes. who's in Harlem Nights. No. Who's in um right, Harlem Nights with Eddie Murphy, mm-hmm. who's in Boomerang with Chris Rock, mm-hmm. who's in here you go, Lynn, top five. Top five, top five. With Leslie Jones. Very good. Yeah, yeah. But so so Leslie Jones is in that. Uh I'm saying there's a couple of ways to get to her, but now that I'm thinking about it. Not too many. <laughs> right, because there's no like everybody in Ghostbusters is sort of they're all kind of fairly new actors. I guess I could go, isn't Chris Helmsworth? Hemsworth. It, Hemsworth and in, in uh, so could I, get there. I, yeah, I could get there with the Marvel slush. But besides that, what else has she been in movie wise? Well, it wasn't released to theaters technically but we would definitely cover it um she was in coming to america she's in coming to and she's she's good in coming to america yeah yeah Yeah, like she's 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 one of the people in coming to america who's actually awake (laughs) like she's actually doing it a little bit yeah I gotta reach out. Reminds me, I gotta reach back out to Simone and see if we can't get her on a schedule. To say she's so, she's so, she's so busy. She's so busy. I know. Big. We're trying to hold out that film for her. Famous. I know. I know. We, 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 we. we, She, she may have eclipsed. I was about to say, like, I'm annoyed she doesn't have time for us, and I'm just so happy for that she doesn't. She may no longer be in our reach. Right, right, right. So. We, we may have to we may have to get their dog right right <laughs> what's their dog's name again how would i remember that you remembered it longer than i did yeah well there you go anyway anyway very good vincent yes sir very good um i appreciate that well done you get to, you got to leslie jones yes and to phil hartman yes that's the derville martin game ladies and gentlemen 
Uh, and hey, if you have an actor that you want Vincent to try and get to step into the arena. <laughs> yes. Uh, just a gangster album. Feel free to email us. Email us your actors for the six degrees of Durville Martin to Michelle Mission at gmail.com. All right. Just as simple as that. We take on all comers. Yes. Vincent is ready for all. All right. Let's get into our review, Vincent, of Good Burger. But first, this very special announcement. We're giving each and every one of you out there listening to my voice a heads up that next week here on the Michelle Mission, Vincent and I are not only going to review, we are going to go deep. We are getting real deep into the 2022 film, Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul. Yes. And the reason why we're getting so deep into this film is twofold. One, because this is a film that apparently has sparked a great deal of conversation. Yes. On the interwebs. Yes. That we want to get into. And two, because this is a film that has sparked a great deal of conversation in our text messages. I was about to say, in Team Michelle. Vincent has never asked for a specific piece of promotional material. (laughs) (laughs) He has never demanded that our social media director and our co-producer watch the film too. Vince has never sent a text message after 11 p.m. Hey, we doing Hall for Jesus. Hold up. I'm changing up everything that we're doing this, this month. This, this is all true. This is... This is all. There's only one image that can be on the promotional material. If you've seen the film, you know the image I'm talking about. Yes. If you haven't seen the film and then you see the film, you'll you know, know the, the, image the image that I'm talking about. Yes. Yes. And, and it will be the image that will yeah. adorn all of our promotional material. Yes. Because I ain't, I ain't messing with it. Vincent said it had to be. So it had to be. Yeah, so please join us next week. Please, please, <laughs> please join Lynn us. Made, Lynn made a special flyer <laughs> just for Vincent. Just. just for Vincent. I'm surprised that you didn't just say like, "Yo, I don't care about Good Burger. I no, want to do this." Movie. No, no, but we. No. But to be fair, this movie just came out this weekend, so we wanted to give everybody right, right time, right to see right. it, and, and that's why we're giving you the heads up. Right. We want them to do some. It, it is. It is. It has a limited run mm-hmm. in the theaters, which is why it falls under our purview. Right. But it is also playing on Peacock Plus. Yes. Yes. Y'all know how I don't really like free advertising. No, we don't. But but we had a couple of spare email addresses, so we quickly signed up for Peacock. Well, I don't know. I don't know <laughs> how you did it. Easy. What? I did what everybody does. All right. I did All what right. everybody does. All right. So yes, next week, <laughs> next week we will talk about. Is there anything else you're watching on Peacock? No, um, I liked 
Bel Air. I did. I enjoyed Bel Air. Okay. Are you still paying for people? Y- yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. yeah. I'm not. All right. <laughs> All right. All right. So next week. But 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 now. But now. That's next week. That's next week. Now we're gonna get deep. <laughs> Into Good Burger. Into Good Burger. We'll be right back with our movie review after we step to these messages. Take my order. Oh, sorry. No can do. I'm the drive-thru guy. You need the counter guy. Uh, hey, where's it? <laughs> Morning, girls! Ah, ah. Ah, sorry! <laughs> Welcome to Good Burger, home of the Good Burger. Can I take your order? Messed up my afro. Why? Strawberry jacuzzi, Just give me a good shake. Really? Mondo Burger is going to be the biggest burger chain on this planet. You guys are grass. Dude, you need a tic tac. You're not like other people, are you? Get your kindly point us in the direction of the little girl's room. Better watch your butt, man. Okay. Why? I give up. There is no way a guy can watch his own butt. Y'all ready for this? Can I take your order? Good Burger, a 1997 comedy directed by Brian Robbins and written by Dave Dan Schneider with Kevin Coppolo and Heath Seafield. Stars Ken Thompson and Kel Mitchell based on the comedy sketch of the same name from the Nickelodeon series All That mm-hmm. about the fast food restaurant called Good Burger, where Keenan and Kel both work and get into hijinks one summer. Directed by Dan, directed by Brian Robbins, written by Dan Schneider, released in 1997, starring Keenan Thompson, Kel Mitchell, excuse me, Char Jackson, and Abe Vigoda. Good Burger was the choice of Lynn Webb. Lynn. What can we take from Good Burger? Well, when you say what can we take? Yes. I know you don't mean it this way. As a people. Okay. Oh, well, as a people. As a culture. 
All right. Well, uh, as podcasters. Okay. Well, as podcasters, as I black don't... men. Well, okay. All right. In the autumn <laughs> of the American civilization. Oh, Jesus. Well, I thought you were going to say in the autumn of our days, which was <laughs> you want to talk about dark. <laughs> oh, Jesus. God. What are you doing? I just want to go to bed now. Um, I think uh, the interesting thing about this film is that I had never seen this movie, mm-hmm. but it is a film that has lived on in my memory because of how inescapable the commercial was for it at the time that this came out. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's primarily because when it came out in 1997, I was still, you know, living hand in hand with my daughter who was definitely in that age group right for keenan and cal everything nickelodeon um so it was always on the television Mm -hmm. you know this is days of you know the height of cable television so she was watching nickelodeon sure and there was the good burger commercial you know welcome the good burger may i take your order and it just lived on in my head Mm mm-hmm but I never saw the film. Thankfully, her mother took her to see the film. Mm. I did not have to suffer through that. But that's why it's good to have two parents. Yes, right. Tag off. That's right. Um, but in the succeeding years, having watched the careers of Kel Mitchell and Keenan Thompson, and watch how they have gone and slowly diverge from one another. Mm-hmm. It I always thought it might be an interesting, you know, experiment to see how they operated as a team. Yeah. I I loosely remember watching them over my daughter's shoulder. Sure. <laughs> uh, when she would watch Keenan and Kel mm-hmm. and watch the TV series, all that. They were younger, younger. Uh, they were kids. Yeah, oh yeah. Really, they're probably like the, on both of those shows, uh, like between sixteen and eighteen years old. When they do Good Burger, they're both, I think, either nineteen and twenty. Yeah, they're still really young. They're like still you very said, young. This is, but they're at the, they're at like they're nearing the end of their run. Yeah, as Keenan and Kel. Yeah, you know they. They grew up through the Nickelodeon sketch comedy show that was all that, mm-hmm. and then succeeded off of there onto their own show. Yeah, Keenan and Kel yeah, spun off. You yeah. know, um, so they were coming to they were coming to the end of their comedic run, as it were, much in the way that Keanu spelled the kind of like the the end of the Key and Peele sure team up. So returning to this film, it was not watching them in the heights of their powers, but it's still watching them still very much, you know, probably near the apex of their union together. Mm-hmm. So I was interested to see how this was going to work. Now, I also recognize that this was a teen movie, yes. 1997. It was made decidedly for a for the Nickelodeon audience. Absolutely. So me, 55 years old, watching this film, I got to remember 
this is not made for me. Exactly. This is not going Absolutely. to hit me the same way. Absolutely. It's not designed. To. And it's not designed. To. Right. So I was interested in what did the teenager of the day think of this film? Mm-hmm. Well, fortunately, I had a teenager of the day, my daughter, Olivia, who I reached out to, mm. to ask her. Is the field work. I did. To ask her, what does she think of the team of Ki- Keenan and Kel, as well, the film Good Burger. Mm-hmm. In regards to Keenan and Kel, she said um, their show was pretty much the same. Keenan was coming up with a crazy get rich scheme and Kel would just kind of follow along as his dopey sidekick. Um, and in Good Burger, which was the normal Nickelodeon teen movie, lots of misunderstanding situations, physical gags that worked. I love the movie. Okay. That's exactly what she wrote. Sure. So, which means that Good Burger on its surface, at least for the teenager that I knew, it worked. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. So, therefore, who am I? As much as I wear the cape of the destroyer of dreams, mm-hmm. who am I to destroy my daughter's dreams of good birth? You're not a monster. I'm not a monster. But I am. However. <laughs> I am a man that knows a bad movie when he sees it. Okay. And this is a film that is, you know, almost bit for bit, line for line, suffers from the plague of all films that are born of a sketch Mm -hmm. from a TV show. Sure. Whether it be a Nickelodeon show like all that, Mm -hmm. whether it be a more historically successful sketch show like Saturday Night Live. Right, right. Almost all of these films... Mm -hmm when they take the sketch and they blow it up at large, you realize a little goes a long way. You understand why there's sketches. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And in this film, Good Burger, that is the ultimately what dooms this movie. The plot of this, this movie is as simple as any Nickelodeon movie is going to be. Uh, Kel Mitchell plays Ed who works at a fast food place called Good Burger, along with Shar Jackson and a few other um, uh, actors, including Dan Schneider, the writer of this film, who plays the manager at Good Burger. I should probably put a pin in Dan Schneider. Let's put a pin in him. Um, Good Burger is just a typical fast food joint, but lo, across the street, there is going to be the... Disney of burger joints is about to open Mondo Burger. An evil burger empire. An evil burger empire serving the Enormo Burger. Mm. Which is this huge steroid hockey puck of a burger (laughs) that they are serving to the delight of the people in the town. Keenan plays a high school student uh, eagerly looking for his summer vacation 
who um, winds up getting into a car accident in his mom's car that his mom's automobile that he misappropriated. Mm -hmm. And the cause of this auto action auto accident is Kel Ed's character skating across the street. Right. Keenan runs into Sinbad who plays his teacher and now has to spend his summer working a good burger to work off the bill to re to rebuild uh, Sinbad's car. Right. And that is pretty much the plot. Absolutely. Because in Keenan now working at Good Burger, he develops a friendship with Kel and the two of them work to bring about the demise of Mondo Burger because Mondo Burger is actively working to bring about the demise of Good Burger. Sure. That pretty much is the plot. You've got um, silly hijinks ensue as it enters it were. It's a kid's movie. It's a kid's movie. There's the talk of a romance between um, Kenan's character and Shar Jackson's character because she plays another um, uh, employee at Good Burger. They have a a, a relationship that kind of like bubbles out of nothing then seemingly disintegrates out of nothing only to be rekindled at the end out of nothing. It's all pretty chaste. It's all pretty chaste. Yeah, it's a teen movie. And, and you keep saying teen, but I feel like target audience for this was probably 12. They're probably right. That it, it see, but that's the problem. Like they're older. They're older. But 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 the, all that in the Nickelodeon machine. It's probably 12 to 15 yeah, years I old. I think you're really pushing it. We're probably pushing it with 15. Yeah. But I think they're hoping for the 15-year-old yeah. right. because they're hoping for that slightly older, all that um, crowd that is what they hoped graduated to Keenan and Kel. Right. Keenan and Kel graduated out of all that right. because because they wanted to do slightly age up sure. comedy. Okay. Not much. Yeah, yeah, but a little yeah, aged yeah. up. Still Nickelodeon. But the little bit that goes a long way in this in this film, everybody's pretty much hamming it up. The kids are doing whatever they do. Keenan Thompson, I think, grows into a comic performer on Saturday Night Live. Mm. In here, graduated from all that in Keenan and Kel, Keenan Thompson is pretty much, you know, he's, he's still a young guy. He's, I think he may be the older one. I think he might be 20. Mm-hmm. So, but he's still pretty much doing riffs of what he's seen before sure. he's throwing in a little bit of you know eddie murphy he's throwing in a little bit of martin lawrence mm-hmm. um he's got a couple of you know um uh pratfalls that he takes in 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 the in the movie he's trying to be like a little bit of a you don't know whether or not he's supposed to be cool or whether he's not supposed to be a little bit more innocent mm-hmm. he's trying to play it both ways but that's because the character is not really fully written and that's because him as an actor he's doing what he's seen before mm-hmm. he's doing a little bit of will he's, he's probably trying to find the merits between will smith and martin lawrence in the, in in bad boys and probably t- do riffs of both in this film right right Cal Mitchell as Ed is playing someone who is really 
in a world and a movie of his own. Yes. He and he is just totally on non sequiturs. Yeah. He is going for the obvious joke. He's got a voice that is grating as hell. Then you kind of grows on you, but then it gets grating again. Um, and his stick, which is born directly from the sketch Good Burger keeps playing on and on and on and on and on in this movie until it gets tired and then maybe has a few laughs and then you grow tired of it again or right. at least I did right and the problem is is that if when you blow this up into a movie it has to go somewhere it has to grow it it, it that character should grow as well. And there's moments where you think the character is going to grow. There's a moment that happens where the two of them are on sitting on top of Good Burger and Kel, who were never introduced to his family, his home life at all. As far as we know, this, this guy eats, sleeps Good Burger. He takes a shower yes. in his Good Burger clothes. Yeah. Um, every except when he is in drag, he is walking around in his Good Burger beanie for the entire movie. Yeah. But there's a scene that takes place on the top of Good Burger where you think you're going to get a little bit of a window into who he is inside, <laughs> because he talks about you know how how much he appreciates the friendship that is developing with with Keenan. And it goes nowhere. <laughs> and I know you're saying, well, yeah. did, where, yeah. where'd you expect it to go I, yeah, in this movie? Yes, it's good burger, Lynn. Well, it, okay. You would, while you don't expect it to go in necessarily anywhere, you expect for that to at least now be the signal that there's going to be maybe a bit of a turn in their friendship and a turn in how they relate to one another. And it, it doesn't. And, 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 I found I I just found it very disappointing. See, see, disappointment implies expectation. Mm-hmm. You can't be disappointed in something if you had no expectations. <laughs> you had no expectations of no, because I I came to it appropriately enough the exact same way you just came to it. <laughs> I one hundred percent agree with you, and and as you were saying it, as you said it. I, I kind of scrolled through my head to try and think of film adaptations of sketches mm -hmm. that worked. And I got Wayne's world. Yep. And I might be like, like I like ladies, man, but late, like, I, you know, I'm not going to fight for ladies. Like ladies, mm -hmm. man is just a, just a weird movie. It is. It is. But I think you're 100% correct. A, Best case scenario, a film based on a sketch very rarely works, just sort of baked in. B, this is a sketch from a kid's show. And you can say 15 if you want, but I've seen I've seen clips of Keenan and Kel. I've seen the studio audience at Keenan and Kel that they talk to before the show starts. That's right, because it was filmed on uh, Universal Lot. Oh, yeah, filmed that, that freak show in Florida where they do all this stuff. 
those kids 11 12 13 okay like th- this enough. is this is a kid movie so that i didn't go into it expecting anything other than this there were two interesting parts of this film to me well three kind of the first part you you have you have a a, a cameo by Shaq. oh yeah like Shaquille O'Neal shows up for a second George Clinton shows up for a second they have an extended little bit like movie music video right to um flashlight mm-hmm. the the classic parliament song which for me someone like me who's always interested in clearances and this somebody had to pay for that well george clinton got paid right you know abe vagoda is in it it's you know even sinbad like sinbad is in it like i was fascinated by the kind of latent money part of it like nickelodeon put a little like, like spent a little bit of money Okay, I mean, look, I don't think you get had to spend but so much money to get Sinbad and Abe. No, 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 no. But I'm saying, and even George Clinton in 1997. I, look, I'm saying there's a certain sheen that you can tell this comes out of a machine. Okay, there's a okay. sheen to it that you can tell is part of a machine that you get with these Nickelodeon movies, that you get with these Disney movies, even right now, hmm. that that kind of spin out of this machine mm-hmm. speaking of that and and we said put a pin in it um dan schneider dan schneider who plays the manager mm-hmm. of good burger when i saw him on the screen i actually said oh snap that's dan schneider who dan schneider for 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 someone like me like when i think of him i just i remember him on head of the class mm-hmm but Dan Schneider was one of the real masterminds of Nickelodeon's 90s. Their whole slate. Kid slate. Mm-hmm. But over the past 10 years, there's been a lot of very vague, very legalized discussion about Dan Schneider and his behavior mm-hmm. on the sets mm-hmm. and in this world. And it was fascinating seeing him in the midst of it because he was, you know, he's best known as a writer. He was best known as a creator. Like he didn't have a lot of on-screen presence during this period because he was, you know, a creator. So that was like, Oh my goodness, it's Dan Schneider. It was like, you know, it was like just very weird seeing him. And then I have to say, I, I am interested in Kenan Thompson's career. Okay. Like, I think Kenan Thompson, I, I, first and foremost, I don't think Kenan Thompson gets the respect he should get. No, I, I agree with that. For what he has accomplished. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is difficult to think of another child performer who has seamlessly moved into an adult career like Kenan Thompson in front of the camera mm-hmm. growing up in front of the camera growing up in front of the camera mm-hmm. I mean like 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 I'm thinking of people who've done it as well like I'm pulling out like Kurt Russell yeah from the old Disney films yeah and, and you know yeah. certainly someone like Kim Fields I think on that's who I was going to pull right but 
this is a young man who grew up in front of the camera, continues to be a very well-respected, a very successful performer. Mm-hmm. And because there is no moment where it all goes bad, like 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 it's kind of hard, you know, something like different strokes, where it's hard to watch different strokes because it's like you see the train wreck on the horizon. It's nice. It was actually nice seeing him so young, mm-hmm. knowing that his whole future was going to unfold the way it does. And we were talking about Phil Hartman during um, the top top five. I like Kenan Thompson on Saturday Night Live a lot because he is one of those utility players that we talk about. Like he's had a couple of a, a couple of breakout characters on the show, mm-hmm. and you, you know, like speaking of bizarre, like 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 I'm obsessed with what's up with that. Like like that like <laughs> I will eat up 20 minutes watching what's up with that clips. But he's a great utility player, and even in this film. Where Kel, like you said, Kel is like his character is like it, he wandered in from Pee Wee's Playhouse. Yeah, like he's really the one with the the, the jokes. Keenan is there to kind of move the thing along, move like, the story. Along. Like he's kind of the straight man, and they do have chemistry that you understand why these two spun out of all of the kids that were on there. Like, I understand how if you're 11, if you're 12, if you're 13, Mm -hmm. you watched all that, which was basically a junior Saturday Night Live. Yeah. And you pointed to those two Mm -hmm. and said, I like the way those two bounce off of each other. So, just for that, but as far as, as anything, this film was exactly what I thought it was going to be. And and much like the Goofy movie, mm-hmm. I I completely understand why this holds a special place in black people's heart who are younger than me. But but it's, it's you know yeah I mean I yeah I I I I see why it holds a good uh, uh, a special place. However, unlike the Goofy movie, I think that if you, you know, people who have that sweet spot for Good Burger, if they return to Good Burger, I think that sweet spot would slowly begin to sour. And I think the Goofy movie is good enough that it kind of... It stands up. It stands up. Yeah. You know what I mean? I got an interesting sliding door experiment for you though okay because i agree that there is chemistry between keenan and kel and i myself had to watch some youtube clips of them on their show yeah and on all that one to just you know prove to myself that that wasn't kel's real voice right as in a good burger and two, to kind of like see them actually to see and therefore to actually see Kel as Kel. Right. With Keenan and therefore to really see their chemistry, because I think that 
the Ed character in Good Burger is so absurd mm -hmm. that while there is some chemistry, there's also a little bit of like button of the head to the character. There, right. Right. But my sliding door experiment is I wonder what this film or subsequent films might have been had if Kenan Thompson, let, let's say this is the end of the road for him and Kenan and Cal. Mm hmm. If he maybe then ties, you know, hitches up with Marcus Houston, because mm. I thought in just the two little bits mm -hmm. in the beginning of the film, because Marcus Houston is in and out of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's also just their visual together. Mm -hmm. I kind of like them together. Yeah. And I would have been interested in seeing those two bounce off one another going forward well what the the sliding door that i thought you were going to say is is there a, a a universe where kel became the more public figure than keenan like keen of the two obviously keenan is the one who's had the most mm -hmm. solo success and i'm going to say the same thing for yours that i'm going to say that i would have said for mine i think he would have been just as successful with Marcus Houston, because the secret ingredient is Kenan Thompson. Yeah, see that? Yeah. Like, I think Kenan Thompson, again, back to him being this great utility player, bounces off. He works. Of everyone. Yeah. Even his short-lived NBC sitcom, mm -hmm. which, you know, wasn't that good. It was, you know, it was sort of there. Like That's I ended, what it was. Like, I ended up watching, like, seven or eight episodes just because, like, you kind of turned to it on whatever on on demand and then they play the other one yeah you know they just keep playing episodes he's really good with chris red mm -hmm. on there he's really good with don um how did i just forget don um which we'll call his name from miami vice uh, uh don johnson he's really good with don johnson like i think keenan is just really good mm -hmm. with a, like he's a wonderful collaborator so I think it would have been great with Marcus Houston. Yeah. Because I think it would have been great with everybody. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you. Like, I, I dig the sliding door of Kel maybe being a little bit more successful. I just don't, like you, I, I, I didn't see it. I don't know what his path would have been. Yeah. Like, like I think Kenan Thompson's management and his guy, I, I thought it was absolutely brilliant that they got him on Saturday Night Live. Well, I mean, because he really just graduated. shout out to him. Right. Right. Like he graduates like it's like he graduated. Mm -hmm. You know, again, he's been training to be on Saturday Night Live since he was a kid. Mm -hmm. And it's 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 seamless. Yeah. So. Oh. But yeah, I mean, uh, hey, look, this good burger. Uh, Farrell Blackwell says that Marcus Houston would have thought he was the real talent and insisted on singing and dancing and everything. I don't think so. You got to remember, this is a younger Marcus Houston. And and while he is singing at that point, I think he's also somebody who's trying to find his way in both worlds. And I think that... I, I, I just would have been interested. And he was in a it. pretty funny kid. He's a, he's a funny kid. Was he, was he like on Sister Sister? He was on Sister Sister. Sister. Yeah. Like whenever I he saw timing. him in the 90s, I would say, 
that's a funny kid. There's, and there's a reason why he stood out when he was in immature. It's not just because of his look, but he had a presence. Right. And I think he, I, I actually think that, you know, him and Keenan Kel would have, I mean, Keenan Thompson. But again, I think work. that's a real tough cohort. Like just, just who, like, you, you know, we're talking about the immature kids. We're talking about, I, I mean, even um, T and Tamara. For the most part, mm. but you, you know, like I think that kind of cohort, they kind of made it. I mean, kind of. I mean, they did. Sister, I mean, they. they no, were, I mean, they did sister, sister, and then you know, one of them was on the game. But I think, like, I think one of them on the game. I think one of them, or maybe both of them, had like a little like talk show look, for a minute. I think they've done fine, but again, I think that cohort of nineties kind of young they were you know they're like young teenagers mm-hmm. you know like like even Kyra Pratt who I think is amazingly talented but like you know she's done voice work after that's that, the gravy train yeah right, right she was on what was it one-on-one mm-hmm. with um I know you know we do with the high top fade but none of them have moved into that next step as successfully as Keenan Thompson. Yeah. Like that whole I, I guess cohort. so. I, I, I mean, hell, Brandy, after Moesha, kind of floundered. For a little bit. For a little bit. I mean, she definitely is. I mean, she's still doing her thing. But no, I, I see. I, I see. Even the, okay. Okay. But is the argument to be made that, okay, yes, he gets into... Saturday Night Live, right? And he and he rides it out, yes. And then, as far as I know, I think he's still riding it out. Yeah, but my God, like you know, I haven't read a lot from New York, but just sort of you kind of know about this stuff over the years. Saturday Night Live is a meat grinder, true, especially for black actors. Well, yeah, and he. And, and, Is the argument to be made that yes, he gets into Saturday Night Live, but he doesn't break out? He doesn't break out. True, you know, but, and he, and he has one or two attempts, like Fat Albert. Right, right. Is but, Fat Albert post Saturday Night? No, Live it's no, it's, it's in the or, middle. Like he's on Saturday Night Live when Fat Albert. Wow, I don't think done. I knew that. Yeah. I don't think I knew. That. Yeah, I mean, look, I give him credit for dealing with that Saturday Night Live meat grinder. Mm-hmm. I really no, I do, especially and riding as a, it out as, as a black comic, cashing them checks. Like you know, everybody. I love Eddie Murphy on Saturday Night Live. You love Eddie Murphy. Everybody loves Eddie Murphy on Saturday Night Live. But Eddie Murphy famously damn near had to have his own show in the midst of Saturday Night Live, like write his own material, do all his own stuff. Has there been a more successful black comedian on Saturday Night Live? To, to come out of Saturday Night Live? No, to be on Saturday Night Live. Like, I'm a Saturday Night Live person. That's what, what, what do you mean? I'm, a, I'm, more, a more successful like cast member. Cast member. Okay, that's what I'm asking. That's what I'm asking. On Saturday Night no, Live. No, I mean, there, there hasn't been a more successful cast member, period, than Eddie Murphy. No, 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 no. I mean, on Saturday Night Live, like their 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 actual time on Saturday Night Live. Eddie Murphy is on there what three years, mm, and then leaves. Is it three? Yeah, is th- it three whole years before he leaves? Maybe, maybe. You know, Damon Wayans washes out immediately. Chris Rock washes out immediately. Um, no, Tr- Tracy Morgan. Okay, okay, but again, they're probably if you. 
singularly, there is no, there has not been a more successful cast member on Saturday Night Live. If you want to argue, maybe John Belushi, maybe John Belushi, John Belushi no, no, no. is probably the only one that comes close to him. I'm not talking about post Saturday Night Live career. No, I'm talking. About, you're talking about on Saturday Night Live. Well, I'm, I'm saying, well, like while I'm on, I'm here, saying, like my Saturday Night Live. Yes, 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 yes. While they were on Saturday Night Live, there's pro- probably John Belushi is the only other cast member who w- would rival Eddie Murphy's uh, time as far as what they did on that show. Yeah, I think Eddie Murphy again. And he probably and, and, and if you want to say Eddie eclipsed John Belushi, I'm not I'm not going to argue with it. But again, I think the Eddie Murphy stuff and now we're just on a Saturday Night Live train because I think we've said all we have to we, say. We're Eddie done Murphy. with Parker. Eddie Murphy famously has to write his own, like write his own stuff like eddie murphy is so successful on saturday night live because this meat grinder that i'm talking about with the white boys in the writing room and them pitching sketches and everything that everyone says about saturday night live and getting your material on eddie murphy removes himself from that well to be fair to to to, to, to be fair his final year on saturday night live and I, it's, it's interesting because i i just today, listen to a conversation about this. That's a good conversation. Um, on a, uh, Mark Maron's um, podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, no, that wasn't even Mark Maron. It was on um, Bill Simmons' podcast. Um, his final year, he meets with NBC mm-hmm. with Paramount, the movie, the movie uh, studio, mm-hmm. because. He's ready to move on, you know. Right. Forty-eight, forty-eight hours is, yeah. has hit. Uh, I think Trading Places had hit as well. He's ready to move on, and NBC and I think it was Rune Arledge. I could be wrong about the person. Uh, 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 no, Dick Ebersol. Dick Ebersol. He makes the deal with him. He says, "He said, okay, I hear you on that, and I can recognize he's ready to move on." Can Eddie, can you do this for me? Can you give me in like, it's like this summer. Can you give me, let's say eight to 10 sketches, right? Give me eight to 10 sketches. We'll do them this summer. We'll, we'll bring in an audience just for you. We'll film them and we'll pepper them in throughout the, that's what about the year. So, so, when you're saying like he literally had to, it's because of the deal that they made. Right. But, but that's, but, but see, even that, like, even what you just said, Eddie Murphy has the agency to write his own. First of all, like you said, that season, he, is he in half the episodes? They kind of the pepper season? him in. Right. They pepper him they in. They throw in the, the scenes, you know, the, the it's skits. his in. material. Yep. Cause he wrote it. Cause he wrote it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Again, Eddie Murphy's success, in my mind, is an indictment of how black comics are treated on Saturday Night Live from the beginning to, frankly, damn near right now. And the fact that Kenan Thompson has been able to navigate that so successfully. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm sure he comes up with his own, you know, I'm sure he pitches his own ideas and stuff. But when you watch him just, again, as a utility player, 
Mm-hmm. He's so good. No, he's he been is so good for so long. Yeah, I think he's the real Saturday Night Live black success story. He he, because everyone else has to leave Saturday Night Live. Yeah, okay. I I still I I only push back on that a little bit because while he is the glue and he is a success story, I I I only because the wording you're saying like he is the success story the the black right right Saturday Night Live big, right yeah I I can't say that because because Eddie Murphy is such yes but a superstar getting, on the show right but he's a superstar on the show in spite of the show well no 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 he is still working like those first couple of seasons. He's still in team with them. As a matter of fact, his first season, he's he he, he blows up so much that they get rid of damn near everybody except him and Joe Piscopo. Right. Which then immediately he gets to write his own stuff. Well, yes, but but he still is the star of the story, and he still is very much a he still is a team player. I think uh, even he would push back that he's he's not trying to be a team player, even though he realizes that he's blown up. I was up. about to say, that, like you watch this, you watch that season just like I watch that. I, I just say, <laughs> I don't know how many sketches of where Eddie was over on the side playing the deli owner. No. You know, look. Wow. (laughs) I was trying to think who else was on the show with him besides Joe Piscopo. Joe Piscopo. And like, uh, hell, I don't even remember who else was part of the cast with them. Uh, Anyway, the real question. (laughs) A friend of mine sent me a list of all of the Beatles songs that Billy Preston contributed to. And, and, you know, famously John Lennon wanted to invite Billy Preston to be the fifth Beatle. Like, like the Beatles really did love Billy Preston, which always makes me think of, of my favorite super random Eddie Murphy, Saturday night live, bit where he was Clarence. Oh yeah. The fifth Beatle that they kicked out and they stole all his good ideas. There's no way the Harvard educated white boys who wrote for the Harvard Lampoon and now they're in the writer's room in New York in 1983 come up with Clarence. No. The fifth Beatle. No they didn't. That John and Paul kicked out and stole all his good ideas. I don't know. So I don't know. I could see the working with Eddie on that. Oh, working with Eddie. Is that <laughs> is that what we call it? Is that what we're calling it? Working with Eddie. <laughs> CIL, my landlord. He was working with me. James Brown Celebrity Hot Tub. That's that's that was that was a collaborative piece as well. But the real question, of course, is would you recommend? Good burger. No, the real question from Farrell Blackwell is Eddie Murphy as Gumby, Mr. Rogers, and James Brown. Oh, James Brown Celebrity Hot Tub is is so bizarre. Like, I'm always going to James Brown Celebrity. How do you even come up with that? Like, how do you come up with James Brown Celebrity Hot Tub? It's funny. It's funny. It's funny. Listening to the uh, the interview with Dick Eversall, 
he talks about how Mr. Rogers actually went to Saturday Night Live um, about Eddie Murphy's Mr. Robinson Mm -hmm. sketch and saying that, you know, he had nothing against Eddie Murphy himself, of course. Mm-hmm. And and he did agree that he thought the sketch was funny. Mm-hmm. But he just, he did take a little bit of umbrage to them, kind of like lampooning, um, you know, his, you know, what he was trying to get across. <laughs> yes, yes. And Dick Ebersole says, like, you know, I understand. I understand. Would you like to speak with Eddie? Yeah. And they tried to get him in contact with Eddie, but Eddie was like not there or he uh, couldn't be there. So he's probably on the moon with Rick James, <laughs> Patty LaBelle. So Mr. Rogers went, went, went about, you know, he yeah. went about his business. Yeah. He understood. Yeah. It's yeah. funny. I, I'm, I'm trying to remember. Like, I know he did. Um. I know he did the pimp, but did he do any other? And did he do? Did Eddie Murphy do Gumby when he hosted a couple of months ago? More than a few months ago, I don't. Yeah, like he did, Mister Robinson. I think he did, and I can't believe I just forgot the pimps. Velvet Jones. Velvet Jones. I know he did. Right, right. Velvet Jones. Like yeah, Velvet Jones. I, he probably did Gumby. I don't remember. Yeah, but but yeah, it is funny how Mister Robinson endures. I mean, they all endure yeah. Gumby. Mr. Robinson, they all yeah. I, I actually, I like Gumby. I, I, I prefer Mr. Robinson. I thought that was that was funny, but I do remember, <laughs> I do remember, to this day, sitting on the edge of my bed, cracking up on the whole entire episode when Gumby gets shot. Oh, oh my God, that was so. Oh, funny. I mean buckwheat. Well, oh, Buckwheat. It was yeah, Buckwheat. Buckwheat got shot. Yeah. Buckwheat that got shot. It was Buckwheat that got yeah. shot. That's right. That's right. Right. I, yeah. forgot all, I forgot all about Buckwheat. You forgot all about Buckwheat. You forget oh all God. about Oh, my God. Look, I'm telling you. I, it, look, I'm, I stand by that. Like, it was like it was Saturday Night Live, but then it was the Eddie Murphy show embedded. Yeah. In Saturday Night Live. All right. Let's keep it moving. So, um, would, would, I you, recommend, would I recommend, would I recommend you, Good Burger? Would you recommend Good Burger? Okay. No, I can't recommend Good Burger. Okay. I can't, I can't recommend Good Burger. If you have uh, fond member berries of Good Burger, mm-hmm. God bless you. Go ahead, return to it. Keep watching it. Keep loving Good Burger. Mm-hmm. I think for you, you're better served just remembering Good Burger sure. than returning to Good Burger. Sure. That that would be my call. Sure. Of course, I'm not recommending Good Burger. It's, it's, this isn't something that you recommend. I think, I, I think Good Burger is arguably an important black pop cultural artifact for the reasons that we've talked about just where it sits in the career of who I someone I think uh, I think is an important black comedian Kenan Thompson but there's no reason to actually watch Good Burger. Is there a reason for a Good Burger too? No. There's, there's still kind of like whispers of them no. doing a sequel. No. You know As robustly as I'm defending Kenan Thompson, I don't really follow him in his yeah. career that closely. I, I, I get this, like, like I know there's some hesitance for him to be with Kel. Like, I feel like I've heard Kel 
Mitchell say that Keenan Thompson is the reason that they haven't done stuff together. And you kind of get it like, like, you know, I don't want to look backwards this and other, but I do think he's at the point now where he could, and it wouldn't put a dent in his legacy. Like, yeah, it, it, it it wouldn't and, put and a dent in a generation it, of people that grew up. It wouldn't put a dent. It wouldn't put a dent in his legacy. However, whatever his moves post Saturday Night Live, it could stifle them. Yeah. And as many people who have, like I said, the member berries for the movie, the time to return to it, I think, is past. Yeah. Well, I, I think. I, I mean, certainly his sitcom not working out mm. was not in the plan. Exactly. Like, I really do think that was, you know, again, talking about him being part of the machine. Like, I think Lorne Michaels really set him up Mm -hmm. and said, "Okay, you you, like you made your bones here on the farm. Now you get a sitcom and it it just didn't work out. Yeah. Yeah. Shame. Yeah. So. Um, So there you go. There you go. There you go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is our review of um, Good Burger. Before we reiterate what we're reviewing next week, I invite you all to check out the Michelle Mission, Two Men, One Podcast. Every black film ever made, go to michellemission.com and hit swag where you can check out all the cool designs and gifts that we have available to you for your buying pleasure by way of our good friends at T public. You can leave us a voicemail 215-867-9666. Hello, Sophie. If you want to leave us a voicemail, ladies and gentlemen, tell Vince and Len what is on your mind and your voicemail may actually get played on the show. Email us at michellemission at gmail.com. Follow the Michelle mission on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Michelle mission. Subscribe at Michelle mission on YouTube and twitch and wherever you check out our podcast please give us a five-star rating and a review because that helps people find our show help us make our way to 200 reviews by the end of the year the michelle mission is also a proud member of the podglomerate thepodglomerate.com they make podcasts work all right Next week on the Michelle Mission, ladies and gentlemen, Vincent and I will be reviewing from 2022. Matter of fact, from last week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Honk for Jesus. Save your soul. That is the film that we are reviewing next week. You have been warned. Watch it now. Yeah. Join the conversation. Yeah. 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 This is this is a film that we've both been following since it was in the in in the film um festivals mm-hmm. and it got a lot of buzz yes and then when it dropped it got a lot of buzz <laughs> so yes it's periodically we'll see a film and say, say wow i really want to talk about this oh wait a minute <laughs> we have a movie podcast only i had a format in which i could talk about if it. only so next week next week here on the Michelle Mission until then he's Vince I'm Len and in parting we say we'll see you when it's time to meet again